Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the Daily Hi-Fi Podcast. It is Monday, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, so you know what that means. It's party time. Oh, My yeah. name is Chana. With me as always, we've got Joe, Aaron, and Michael. What is up, fellas? What's happening, man? What's up? Yeah. Looks like uh, there's some people who have been busy. Michael. Always, man. I stay busy. busy. I am. Just flew Get, in from... Getting busy. Nah. Well... Never mind. Oh god. No. When is when is that video coming out? I'm excited for that projector theater video. video. Yeah. Probably yeah. two days. So come on, it's I'll done look. already. You already know who won. You already you know, you know the whole situation. Of course. Of course. Why what are you waiting for? You trying to rest projector under hundred thousand dollars. Oh, you have to edit it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I have to but edit it. To. I mean it's yeah, but nah. And it's nothing super fan the video won't be super fancy. I mean, basically we we worked literally from i got up at 6 a.m on saturday and we were going no i guess that was friday i don't know whatever day it was but we went from yeah it was saturday so we went from 6 a.m we finished up probably about midnight like totally everybody left and then we spent like another hour and a half sitting around just kind of talking about and i just threw the camera on and uh, was is that was that during the peach pit after dark sessions I don't know what that was called, but (laughs) (laughs) it was a blast. I mean, I I mean, I can definitely share with you some things that, that there were a lot of, to me, surprises. I mean, definitely when you're looking at stuff side by side, because we had two projectors, there were a hundred or two projectors side by side, two identical screens, had some velvet in between them. Um, to kind of keep light from spilling from one to the yeah, other. I saw your video, man. Yeah, it was really cool. Up. It looked like you guys yeah. were having a good time. It looked like a it fun time. It was fantastic. Time. It was fantastic, man. Super, super cool. Got to meet some really <laughs> neat folks. And I may even share a, a cool little story with you. Um, I bet the October uh, <laughs> projector. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, all right. So here's the surprising thing. Number one, some of the budget-friendly projectors actually did quite well in certain aspects. Um, especially like in bright scenes, you know, they're like, that actually looks pretty good. And so sometimes people, it's funny. We had, we paired like a really budget friendly with kind of a really high end and they went head to head and we even had some people vote for the budget one. So, and we tried to do it blind test. So, you know, they didn't know which projectors were on and we just told them, look, due to honor system, don't be looking back to see, okay, what's on. And everybody was great, man. It was cool. We all just wanted to find out. And when we got to a lot of the projectors, it was hard to tell the difference. And one of the major scenes that really just kind of went, oh, that's the difference was when we went to black levels. So we would show a scene from it. And so those were really, really dark scenes. There's one where the little creature is down in like a um, stairwell, I believe. So you just see the two eyes and then it's just black around him. And so, um, I think I even shared a photo with you guys. It's kind of oh, it? out yeah. of proportion. I mean, like my camera can't capture that, but you could see the drastic difference between the one and the other. So a lot of times black levels is what it came down to is, okay, I like this projector better than that one because it has deeper blacks. So, but yeah, well, yeah, life of bliss was there. Croson was there. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. Let's, so we let's had get a straight for the folks who are going to watch the video. Yeah. Right. Cause everybody's going to watch it. Of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But um, I think one of the coolest thing is the subjective part, right? So you yeah. can tell people, all right, this is three times as much. Yeah. But this is what you get for three times as much. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a, it's a, like, we, 
And should we I move up to that much or should yeah. I not like, you know, get a feel for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you guys can do that. But yeah. what we talked about is you, you can't do is I know a lot of people. Are gonna, hey, can you capture it with the camera? Can you like show me it exactly was way saw? harder than I thought? Like, really, I would I would take a video of two projectors and like the right one would have a camera roll like, you know, uh-huh. I'm like, really? So I don't know how well that and and I'm, I didn't even know which ones were being projected. Cause I was trying to stay objective and just kind of go, okay, I like this. I like that one, but I wasn't involved in the actual voting of it. I let them do all that um, because I was technically behind the projectors and I didn't want that to be kind of skewed. Um, But it was literally, I mean, it wasn't a scientific experiment. We did as best as we could. Nick spent, gosh, I mean, I think he got up at 6 AM and he worked till about 9 PM calibrating nine projectors. You know, usually he yeah. said he spends about three hours per projector, three mm-hmm. to four, depending. And he only had like maybe like an hour with each projector. So he did the best that he could, had a good time. There was a couple times in the the event where like, wait a minute, something doesn't seem right. Go into the settings and like one of the projectors wasn't uh, recognizing Rec 2020 or it wasn't mm-hmm. switching or something yeah. like that. And that's a little beyond me. But projectors don't do near as well as TVs do in that respect. And so we had to kind of change some settings. And so it was definitely, it was challenging. So there's definitely some things that they learned from that, but overall, man, we had a great time and um, found out that on a lot of those projectors, there's less differences in certain scenes. Like some of them we're looking at both going and there's a $5,000 difference between the two. And you're going, (laughs) you know, Mm. I I can't see the difference. But then, But then when you go to something like black levels, you go, oh, okay, there is a slight difference there, or there's a decent difference there. And and so, but it was fun, man. Wasn't perfect, but we had a blast, got to meet some new friends, and it was just cool. We'll be doing it again sometime in the future. Uh, so yeah. we have a question here from Life of Bliss. Yeah, yeah man. Oh, I can't see it. Michael, what do you think sorry, about Michael, what um, you, yeah? Go ahead. Go ahead. Mike, Michael, what do you think about using mad VR versus using the native projector processor? Yeah, so that's actually interesting. Um, I'm not super familiar with a lot of the video side of things. And so they had a computer and they had some software called Mad VR. And so it does what they call tone mapping. So the JVCs have native tone mapping in them. I think some of the other processors ha- or projectors have native um, like internal tone mapping. And then the Panasonic, which model, Chana? It's the higher Panasonic, it, it's got internal tone mapping as well oh the player the ub9000 yeah Yeah. so you can have that processed in different ways so some projectors can't do that some projectors do it scene by scene to determine bright levels dark levels and things like that some of them like the some of the uh, jvcs can do frame by frame like they're literally analyzing every single frame of the movie and adjusting you know I don't even know exactly what all they're adjusting, but they're adjusting, you know, doing a lot of math processing while the movie is going to try to give you the best picture. And so comparing that versus native, pretty much, I don't know because all of the testing was done with mad VR. So that's what they were using. And in my thought is I was like, why are we using mad VR? Because probably the vast majority of consumers aren't using mad VR. And here was their explanation. The reason why we're using Mad VR is these lower budget projectors will get destroyed 
prime example there's we had seriously we had a um there was a jvc rs420 so it was an older projector a couple years old um and they said that has internal um what do they call it um you're on your own tone, tone mapping tone mapping so they have internal tone mapping and they there was another uh, phrase they used but internal tone mapping but they said honestly it's garbage it, it doesn't do well and so it's going to look like booty if we don't just try to help them all out and so it kind of helped level the playing field a little bit supposedly um but again some of that stuff is way beyond me uh we even had an envy which is what he's talking about so we had one on the pc which is what we were running but then we also had an actual fifteen thousand dollar uh envy like it's like a computer thousand dollars fifteen thousand dollar um so that was sent to us just to play with and you know so that was set up in the main theater room which had a twenty five thousand dollar the branded jvc nz9 so just beautiful beautiful image man so yeah so croson man you know a lot more about that stuff than i do chroma y'all start talking about that i learned some cool stuff about Rec 709 and Rec 2020, hanging out with people that are smarter than me on that area. And it was fun, man. It was definitely a very cool educational thing. And like I said, we got to meet some new friends, get to check out some really cool toys. And um, sadly, the Sony didn't do so well. Mm. That was one that we we were trying to get people to bring one of the higher end Sonys because it was a little bit older. Uh-huh. And we ended up finding out that, or not finding out, but just nobody stepped up to the plate you know we couldn't get anybody to bring one so yeah after shows where you get the needy great yeah cross will share his thoughts and <laughs> his real deal he feels I know. like he, he's excited look at him I he's mean, all smiley right nah, there nah he, he ain't excited his he went out and bought a, a colorimeter <laughs> yeah yeah this. he's like oh yeah, i gotta he, learn how to he's wanting to learn some of this stuff and 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 again it was one of those things i had a long conversation with with him while i was on the plane and and then I was texting Jonathan and, and Nick and asking them some questions. And and um, regardless, I mean, they were all calibrated, but he, he didn't think that his was calibrated because when he got it back, it was in like the default mode and nothing was really changed for the most part. But they had to take his out of calibration. And again, right. it's above me, um, the Epson. And I think there was another projector that wouldn't. It basically was showing wrong colors unless you manually went in there and change the setting from like rec 709 to rec 20, something like that. It didn't do it on its own and they just couldn't figure that out. Um, so, yeah. so sometimes we would have to look at one and say, okay, ignore this one. Cause yeah. one show on the right color space and one isn't, and then we'd have to reverse it. Don't look at this one. Now look <laughs> at this, you know, so we couldn't do those side by side, but again, it was just a limitation of what the projector could do um, and how that kind of interacted with, this whole SDR and HDR kind of stuff. But so, again, a lot of that was way over my head. Yeah. So it sounds um, like by using mad VR, you're kind of just um, trying to find out what is the max that these can do. I think just so. Hardware I think it, wise, like what's I the think max it, hardware itself yeah. can do. If you just yeah. like give it the best case scenario, mm-hmm. what can the projectors do? Sure. Something like that. Yeah. But then and, it might um, like, so like uh, Kyle's saying mm-hmm. though, it might kind of skew the results because, you know, yeah. if you're going to get an inexpensive projector, you're not going to have a mad VR. Correct. Envy. So, the, and, and the, the reality is, it's weird. There was a thousand ways you could have done this test. Yeah. So, part of what they did was they 
reduce the luminance. Like they let kind of like we level match um, amplifiers and volume when we're comparing speakers. Cause if one's louder, that kind of gives it an advantage because your ear mm. thinks, Oh, that's louder. So I like it better. Even if it's not a better sounding speaker, it's just the way our brains perceive sound. And so what they decided to do is with the, the luminance, the brightness values, think about it. Some of them are way brighter than others. And so they brought the bright ones down to the lowest common denominator mm. to kind of even the play. Again, we're just trying to help out the, the ones that aren't as bright that really wouldn't compete at all. Yeah. You know, if you're looking at two images and one's way brighter than the other, you're going to go, I like that one better more than likely. And well, it doesn't have a chance. So if you level match them, now you're looking at things like, how does it do with sharpness? How does it do with black detail? How does it do with, you know, motion and things like that? Right. Like I said, it was, it was cool. They're, they're, you know, so they did that, but then later on, they also said, okay, now we're going to turn them loose and just, you know, let them go kind of unleash them. Cause my thought was I equated it to like, if we were to say, okay, I've got a Tesla and I've got a model S like a Tesla plaid and a model S it's like saying, okay, we're going to throttle the Tesla, you know, plaid down to the yeah. model S to give it a chance and see what other things are different about it. But then later on, we're like, okay, let's let that thing rip. And then the Tesla plaid just blew it away kind of thing. So, but like yeah. I said, it was, it was a cool learning experience, man. Well, one thing, about some of these tests is there's going to be somebody who can complain about it, but you know what? Honestly, these guys are doing they didn't best. Do it. Like nobody's they didn't do it. there saying, yeah. you know, let's, how do we mess up these results? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how do we mess it up? Like, yeah. They're trying to, their best to make it as even as possible. And it's hard. There's yeah. a lot of variables. There's yes. a lot going on. And yes, you know, it, it just takes more time. If you wanted yeah. to do all the scenarios, you just take yep. more time. Yeah. So we spent all day, literally like from, like I said, nine in the morning till we finished. Gosh, it was probably at least eight o'clock at night when we got done with the first rounds and kind of declared a winner kind of deal. So but it was cool. And then we even found out that the brightest projector, the one that should be the best, which would be the new NC nine, $25,000 projector in certain scenarios, we paired it up with one and the kind of lower one won. And the biggest reason was because we were using a hundred inch screen and we just got the hundred. We tried to get like 120, um, but that's just what elite sent us. So we're like, Hey, it's free. Yeah. That's cool. That's what we're going to use. But it was really too bright for a hundred inch. And I forget the number, but it was like producing, I don't know, 400 nits. I don't know if that means anything or even if that was the number, but it was too bright. And so it was raising the black, black level or the black floor. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Like the per perceived level, like perceived black levels. Yeah. So it, it raised that. So it really, it brightened the image but it made it look not washed out, but it basically, it didn't have those really deep blacks. So the other one actually looked better. But when we lowered the luminance on it, so, and matched them, that's when it outperformed the other one because the black levels were just a lot better. So but like I said, it was just really cool, man. What you, say, you know, I was, trying to, chat. I was trying to think of like comparisons Sorry. between the projectors and uh, audio, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I would say like, Black levels are equal to like low bass extension. Hundred percent. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it's like, like you have oh, to have that so base good. as your as your baseline. If you don't have right. that, and that's what you have to pay for, right? That's yeah. that's yep. what's hard to do. Mm -hmm. You know, brightness is kind of like oh, does it it's have like a lot of HDR trouble? or yeah, like, like my my mid levels? Yeah, yeah. Bright is easy, yeah. and then yeah. um, it's just uh, calibration is just kind of like 
EQing sure. everything, you know? Yeah. So that's like a good question. Capability. Yeah. It, did yeah. you guys also measure fan noise level? Yeah. That's oh, a good great, question. great question. Um, first answer, just no. And here's yeah. the biggest reason we've got eight, eight projectors running at the same time. Ah, right. So, so it's pretty loud. Was it yeah, loud? No. Well, I, I say it. All right. Let me take that back. We don't have eight projectors running at the same time. We only had two running at the same time. Okay. But they're probably about six feet apart. And think about this. If it took us nine hours to just test a B do a bracket. Okay. These eight went against head to head. And then now we're down to six. Now we're down to four now. And that took eight hours and we did multiple types of testing and, you know, throttled them. And then we did them wide open. Yeah. It's like, there's only so much physically you can do in a day. Yeah. So, but that just wasn't something that they wanted to test. So, but yeah. Very cool, man. It yeah, looked man. like I saw some fun. pictures. It was so cool. Probably was a lot of fun, even though yeah, it was a lot of work. There's probably like, I don't know, about 15, maybe 20 people, somewhere like that. You know how yeah. um you're saying like sometimes it would mess up and different things would happen. Yeah. Same thing yeah. in the TV shootout. Well, mm. like the Samsung was very annoying because coming off the splitter, the Samsung <laughs> uh kept on thinking it was a PC. So it changed to PC profile, yeah. which then you know. Mm -hmm turned off all the processing and stuff like that. So it was very, very annoying. We had to keep going back and forth. Sure. Yeah. yeah. There's always it's like a, it's little a, things. Yeah. It's a fun event though. So yeah. Uh, quick shout out to stop the FOMO. Yeah, dude. Looks like he had a lot of fun, man. I was catching up on some of his stuff. He did a live stream in the car. That was pretty dope. I know he was active mm -hmm. and he had the VIP treatment up there. You saw him up there. Yeah. Looking all down on the, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> all the peasants. Down. <laughs> looking all looking down on no one yeah on nobody there yeah yeah <laughs> it looked like they were setting up the whole time right yeah wow. kind of like the whole time like you see like yeah last thing is this, is, is, is this, is this like thing that, open this yeah. yeah that was kind of weird which one would i buy like if i had my preference i would go for the middle like i mean if i had you know 15 g's to spend on a projector i'd probably go with the nz um eight so that's kind of the one in the middle um and which one do you have? I have the NX7. So the oh. NZ series is the current series. So the NZ8 is replacing the NX7 that I have. So the NZ7 would literally be an easy kind of horizontal move. And so just, so would it be a, want to move to that from yours? Yeah. Is, is there a so, huge upgrade in that? And again, I think you're working with the law of diminishing returns like anything else. Um in because we were able to put the NX7 up against some of those other ones as well. And that was where it was just really hard to tell sometimes. Part of it is you've got a laser light source. So the laser light source gives you 20,000 hours roughly versus about three. The other thing with a bulb projector is after it depends on each bulb because not every bulb's equal kind of thing. Sometimes you get a bulb and and it lasts longer before it starts dimming. But I think they say after like, I mean, literally a few hundred hours, you may even lose like 15% brightness or 20%, 25%, something like that. So it just kind of, over time, it just keeps going lower and lower where the laser light source should, I mean, it may drop just a tiny bit, but you're just pretty much going to plateau mm. for a long time. And so you so don't lose that. You, Yeah, you enjoy that brightness um for a lot longer um a couple other things they have a new feature called uh, laser dimming and this is actually pretty cool so it's kind of similar 
to um, the iris, like an, an, and I don't know the term for it, but it's like an auto iris. Mm -hmm. So it's physically like think of closing down the aperture on a camera. And so that basically makes the image darker, but it gives you lower black levels. And so they have mm -hmm. this thing called a uh, laser dimming. And so when you turn that on, it basically dims the laser down. So in those deep, you know, darker scenes, you see the, the, the blacks get like crazy black. And then in the bright scenes, it doesn't do anything because it's too bright for anything to dim. Um, so that's another feature of that. So there's definitely some cool things in the NZ series, but it's like anything else. Is it worth it? You got to make that decision, you know? Um, everybody's worth it is different. So, but yeah. Well, very cool, man. I'm looking forward to that video for sure. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. you're going to get a ton of views on yeah. that one. We'll see. Yeah. So every, uh, I basically sure. just let the experts kind of share like what they saw. Cause they know their stuff. They know what they know the jargon and the, so y'all just listen to them. So Sounds I was good. just there. I was just there to be an observer. <laughs> yeah, I'm, man. Just, I'm, just, I'm just watching. I'm just soaking it in going, some of it's, you know, it's going over my head. Like when Aaron talks a lot of time, I'm like, I don't know what he's saying, man. So he's, he's a gibberish. lot more knowledge. No, he's a lot more knowledgeable in a lot of areas. And they, I'm like, they, they, it's a different, the time. It's I don't a different dialect means. of English over there in Alabama. It is. It is. Uh-huh. <laughs> I still remember what you called me the first time. So yeah, that's funny. He so, he never he never let go of that. No. No. Some things I'll hang on to. Aaron, you just you just reviewed a bunch of pulp products. <laughs> yeah, I did. Is yeah. the is the video ready? I saw the uh, light up already. <laughs> No, I haven't even started the video, man. Not you should my use. I, I got a title for you. Don't poke right. your eye out. Yeah, I'll poke your eye out. <laughs> yeah, that's to a release it during Christmas. Yeah, I blitzed that bad boy. That setup. I'm trying to get them done and out of my garage so I can clear up some space. But I'm gonna try to do the video this week, maybe, hopefully. Yeah. And then we'll go from there. But yeah, they're uh, they're interesting. They're they're decent budget speakers, but the tower speakers. The, the tower speakers actually impressed me. They have more bass than I would have expected them to. You know, like listening to them in my theater room, I was like, what? But which one? That's not bad. Yeah. Uh, so 500. Yeah, they're pretty inexpensive, the, right? Yeah, they're all the, it's the XT lineup. It's the XT monitor. Oh, the so XT. it's, okay. Yeah, it's anywhere from 200 bucks for the, for the cheapest bookshelf to 700 bucks for the most expensive floor standard and the center channels. They look uh, EQable. Is what my they are, I, yeah, yeah, they, they are. are. That's actually one of the things that I've got to try to finish playing around with now that I've got the data. Because when I was listening to them, I just threw a shell filter on the top end to drop it down, and it helped a lot. <clears throat> yeah, we do. That's dang right. We sound yeah. normal. All these other <laughs> oh, guys, like, is this, oh, I'm in California, bro. Alabama too. That's oh. Jeremy Anderson, uh, Chana. That's a guy who's telling he's there's a lot of know it alls over there in Alabama, 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 yeah, Alabama. Oh, by, by the way, Alabama. Joe, Alabama. Alabama. By the way, say Alibaba. Up, I, I've talked to him a lot, by the way, about okay. usually about Oro and uh, Dolby. We kind of go back and forth and it's always a very technical debate. And so you got yeah. maybe all the smarties over there. Huh? He, he actually, I mean, they got Jeremy got NASA. had, had a, yeah. um, what do you call it? Had a amazing explanation uh, on my video last week. I, Jeremy, if you didn't see, I actually um, uh, popped it on screen on today's video. I also pinned your comment um, on the original video from last week because I think a lot of people need to read it. So, yeah, um, yeah thanks. Yeah, he, he had a comment about, like, he's always telling us, like, you know what, for the Atmos specs, you should actually be using this other thing, not what you, you know, when you type in Dolby Atmos, like, layout. 
it tells you something. He's like, no, that's wrong. Like, use it a different way. And it's like all this math. Like, you take this calculation and then you do this. And that's how you arrive at the proper distance. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That looks kind of complicated, but. Oh, <laughs> homeboy 808 says, I have an uncle in Alabama. We almost never know what he's saying. He just smiles and nods. So <laughs> I was, I was just go. replying. I was just replying saying, is there any relation to that guy that's in Joe Dirt? You know, when he catches him on the street? <laughs> <laughs> that part oh i love yeah. that part uh joe <clears throat> yeah y'all need to yeah, move to yeah. alabama man tons of land big houses for like a quarter of what you pay in california oh yeah a quarter out here a quarter man but, I don't know. but yeah. the weather sucks because <clears throat> last saturday we had tornado warnings and literally the next day literally the next night within 24 hours it was snowing so yeah. it's like what do you do about that you know yeah. Can you can you bring up the polls real quick? Because I had a question about those. Me? Is there any okay, way? Yeah. Can you share it? No. Gar bring it up, but guard your eyes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> let me see here. Wait, any particular one, like the bookshelf oh. speaker or just whatever? Uh, uh, just the bookshelf. Yeah, or yeah. Any, any of them. They all kind of measure like somewhat, except for I forgot which one. I think the center channel measured kind of weird. Yeah, that's pretty normal though for a center channel. Um, how about that? Is that working? Hey, yeah. Well, I was looking uh, from your website show. actually. On your website. Oh, had, um, your graphs. Let me figure out how to get rid of this. Stop screen. Yeah. Okay. Give me a second here. XT20. Yeah. Is there a so, way to navigate? Let's see here. So, Polk has always been known to be like a bright speaker, right? It like, seems I, that way. I've had numerous Polk products, um, you know, and always bright. And they kind of toned it down on the uh, reserve. It's still a little bit, not not crazy, crazy. Yeah, right. yeah. But so the reserve, back actually. Like the, back to, like, the Polk. <laughs> right. I've right. had a lot of people kind of reply about that, saying that that's what they expected from Polk, which I couldn't tell you the last time I heard a Polk speaker other than the R100 uh, or the, yeah, the R100. Um, and that one oh, to me sounded good at lower volume, but at higher yeah. volume is when that brightness really started to kind of, you'd be like, mm -hmm. oof. Yeah. Uh, but these are all the same way, man. So this is the, this is one of the bookshelf speakers. This is the bigger of the, of the oh, yeah, bookshelf yeah. speakers. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to blow this up, but it's just not working as well. Blow it up. That's cool. Here's about to blow it up. So blow it up. up. Um, blow it up. See the directivity right there. That looks bad. Yeah, so. This down here, it's not yeah. terrible, but they still got a, a dip in the crossover, though. But if I go down to the part where I just focused on like the horizontal radiation, mm -hmm. let's see if that's any better. So, this orange dash, yeah, so like the flatter for the guys who don't know, the flatter or the more linear, I'll, I'll put it that way. So, if this followed the trend up, the more linear the responses in that dashed orange, the more easy it is to EQ it, right? But if like this dashed orange like went down and went up and just bounced mm -hmm. all around. That would mean not, when you're EQing it, you're you're changing both axes, and like one axis may be better than the other. So it's throwing different sound out to the sidewalls than it is directly at you, and that's not a good thing. So you want a speaker for EQability. You want a speaker that has like a more linear slope or even just a flat line. Um, but this speaker for the orange one, it it's not bad. It hits about 2K, and then it kind of flattens out. So you could EQ it. Now, this like this top part up here, for home theater purpose, yeah, you could totally EQ that. Um, and you can take the brightness out of it, but if you listen to it as just like a two channel dedicated and you don't have EQ, it's going to sound bright. 
Can you show the uh, compression test that you do? I think that's what the, is it compression? No, no, not compression. Yeah. Um, Distortion? It is basically. It's kind of like a, it's like a thing that you do that I haven't seen other people do that. Oh, yeah. do that thing that you do. Aaron. Okay. So you do. <laughs> so I have to give you props on this because at first I'm like, I don't get this. I don't know why I need this. Like, but because most speakers don't really, uh, a lot of the ones that I've seen don't like have a huge difference here. Yeah. Um, but this has kind of a gives you a hint as to like how these might perform. Right. Remember, I was asking last time if I cut, if I cut these off at eighty hertz, right? Can I just play them loud? Like, doesn't it? Yeah. Why does it matter? Like, I'm just cutting them off at eighty hertz anyway, letting right. the subs do their thing for home theater. But then when I looked at this, I'm like, oh, maybe maybe it does make a difference here. Yeah, right? it definitely does. Um, because so for the, those who don't know, um. This is kind of a, a, a comparison between if you're listening to a speaker at 76 dB and then you have a strong transient that comes up and it hits up to like 96 dB, so a 20 dB transient. Um, this is kind of saying, okay, well, how much does the linearity of the, of the speaker change? You know, typically you would expect you're probably going to lose some bass due to compression. I think pretty much everybody here understands compression. It's just when you're heating a voice coil up or when you're driving a speaker too hard, it's probably not going to be able to dissipate heat quick enough. So it's going to run out steam and you're going to lose output, right? So the blue line would represent at 96 dB, how much output are you losing compared to 76 dB? And it's showing you about half a dB for the most part. But then at the at the bottom end down here, below like 60 hertz, it ramps up. So it's basically saying you're hitting high, high distortion levels down here. Um, and it's just a guide to give you an idea of like, how loud can I take the speaker? You know. Mm. Uh, but with a proper crossover, this purple at 102 dB, that's going to basically... I'm not going to say completely go away, but it's going to be mitigated a lot. So you can use this as a general idea of, okay, if I'm going to listen to the speaker loud or if I want strong transients, how capable is it or how capable is it to do that? So it, now it's how, just a, how long it's is a that good that you do at this? How long? It's is very it? quick. It's, it's, I try to make it as instantaneous as possible to give you a, a real representation of an actual dynamic peak. Like if you're listening to music or somebody shouts in a soundtrack or you're watching movies or something like that. Just any kind of, you're talking normal, then you get loud and you're talking normal yeah. again. You want so it to this, be able to relay this, that. If the speaker can't do it, then you don't worse, hear that dynamic range. If it was like more continuous, right? If it was a more sustained thing, would this, could this possibly show something worse? Yeah, I actually, show? I used to do that, but then I quit doing it because people don't care. And it's okay. just one more thing for me to have to do. So I actually just stopped doing that test with okay. this set of speakers. So, so yeah, what I was doing was over time. Sync. What's how long does it take for the speaker to heat up, and what's it doing? Because I think you're you're like you're like multiple level levels above like in what you're doing, and I think you're bringing it down like a couple levels, but it's still like for me, it's still like I still need to like still. Yeah, no, them, this is I mean? one of those like it's it's not easy to grasp at first. So ideally, what you would have is you would have every one of these color lines would be zero, and that would ind indicate that. They're not changing the frequency response at all as you increase the volume, right? But the more they change, the more the frequency response of the speaker changes as you turn the volume up. Would you say more efficient or larger speakers, you know, would would be more like flat? Yeah. Yeah. Is that a trend? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Usually what you see is most speakers are within like plus or minus half a dB. So they're pretty well maintained until they get to the low end where they start to unload, like the port unloads or they reach high uh, thermal compression on the voice coil and it just can't sustain that kind of that kind of heat and it can't provide that kind of output. Because if you think about it, 1.5 dB, that's significant, right? 
It, yeah, but but then you have to think, okay, if if it's one and a half dB and you're listening at 102 dB at the listening position, that's well, this is 102 dB at one meter. So basically, this 102 dB one meter, that's mm. about 92 to 94 dB at four meters for a pair of speakers in a room. Okay, mm. so are you going to notice one and a half dB at that loud of a volume? I see. I I don't know. And that's that's where you start getting into trickiness, you know. But I still think it's good to have that information because if you want to compare, you know, on a on a apples to apples basis, you've got the data to do that. So you can say, oh, this speaker is probably more dynamic. And that's the thing. Like people talk about speakers have a dynamic range and they never back that up with anything. And I think I think this is a good way to do it. So that's why I do it. Maybe it's hinting at something, right? Like a lot of times it's showing yeah, you. you- you know, this is what you you kind of look out for. Don't expect these to right. play super loud or whatever. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's just one way for me to say, you know, you're probably going to need a subwoofer about this point. You know, depending on the volume level you listen, how far away you are, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, well, anyway, props to you. I just wanted to give you props because I finally. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate looked at that, that. Looked at that and said, "Hey, I I see a use for this now." Aaron, there well, was a question that. up a little bit ago. It was on one of the oh. charts. He was just questioning it. Uh, um, hang on. I just thought it'd yeah. be a good conversation because he's talking technical, which is again kind of over my head. I don't want to bore everybody to death. I no, 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 no. Like, this is good, but that's the thing. Well, we want to Leon provide... says, "Do you think the others know what Aaron is saying? He's <laughs> too smart." <laughs> well, that's how I feel when these guys talk about yeah. colors and HD, and they start talking about gigabits <laughs> per second. These guys and, talking yeah. about colors, like I got lost. Like, Chroma, oh, man, red, like, green. What are y'all talking happening? about? He still got that black and white, man. I'm color because I'm colorblind, man. I don't see colors. Yeah, that? well, you're smart enough to stay quiet. For me, I'm like try to get in the mix, and then just show. How I just listen, much, man. How little I and, know. And, the, and honestly, what I'm thinking when you guys are talking about that, I'm like, you know, one day I'm probably going to need to know this, but I'm just going to ask them then. Because <laughs> so, if I if I try to take the time to understand exactly what you mean in that moment, I'm gonna forget it in two days. Oh, so, well, very good. I mean, but. You you know what to focus on. I try to I try to, I think I get into too many things. Like today I was, I was uh, doing my car audio, you know DSP for the car. Just because yeah. I've been doing a lot of DSP lately, and I said, you know what? Let me go and redo, redo uh, the car and see if I can do it better now, knowing what <laughs> I know. And so I tried some different things. I showed you a picture, Aaron. Yeah. You know the the tricky thing about a car is if you know sometimes you say something. And it doesn't make sense at the moment. And later on, it makes sense. So I think I remember yeah. asking you, like, so, you know, something about directivity in the car. And you're just like, in the car, it's just like, you're you're always like. Yeah, everything's early reflections. Everything's, everything's a baffle. Right? Yeah. yeah, everything's a baffle. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're just car is always near field. field, but inside of this weird right. thing. Yeah, and you're asymmetric. And you've got one closer to you and the other one further away. And you're off axis further from one versus the other. It's yeah. a total nightmare, and that's like that's really where trying to get into like well, nerd stuff is really cool. So yeah, well, yeah. I, I felt like you know, imagine being inside of a giant horn, but like the r- worst shape, yeah. like all like a bad shape <laughs> horn. Well, yeah, a horn with seats in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like, <laughs> that's what, that's what I mean. It's it's like so I remember like the the subwoofer talks. People used to say you know it's like you're inside of a subwoofer. You know, you've got a subwoofer inside of a subwoofer because you're loading a cabin, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, so pretty, it, it was very interesting. And what I was trying to do is trying to find out, you know, what's the target curve for this vehicle? 
right? Yeah. Like we, we talk a lot about target curves because you can EQ it to flat. That's going to sound horrible. Oh, yeah. You can EQ hurt. it towards to, to some, you know, Harman target or something that's made more for like home theater. And that's yeah. not going to sound too great either. Um, and then you end up just kind of like, you know, messing around. And I said, you know what? Instead of doing that, I want to find a way to like actually give me the correct curve for this uh, for the car. Yeah. And so I ended up just getting a speaker that I knew the measurements of. Right. And um, something with some clipple data on it. And I just kind of took the took that measurement, that the known measurement. And then I did the measurement in the car to kind of see what changes the vehicle made to it. Right. And then I kind of said, OK, well, that's, you know, that's what it's doing to it. That's what your car's. Yeah. So it yeah, was kind of the same uh, thing when I uh, yeah. I bought some tweeters, some ScanSpeak tweeters. I measured them years back. And then I put them in the car because I wanted to see what kind of corner loading the dash was having with the tweeters pushed down in the corners. And it's really interesting. You get a lot of extra gain, so they can actually play lower with the crossover point placed higher than normal, if that that makes sense. Because you've got a lot of natural gain. It's kind of like a subwoofer in a room. you know. So you can bump the crossover up a little bit higher than maybe you would in free space, but they still play lower. So that's the one cool thing about car audio. Um, This question, real fast, I'll I'll try to answer this one as quickly as i can the uh, i would say probably at this point uh so the the revel f226be was a, a li- very linear on axis speaker the key three the dutch and dutch hc are the ones that i think of off the top that are just I mean, smooth as silk but those have dsp built into them and then you can add additional dsp so you can tweak to your heart's desire yeah so aaron since you got the mic um i found that other question from jacob dunkley he said, is something messed up with the XT70 horizontal contour map? It doesn't oh. seem to match with the globe. Let me see. So yeah, I wonder if that was the same it. fellow. Okay. You can kind of I'll look for that real fast. Okay, cool. Let's see, because that may have been the same person who mentioned it last night, and I just forgot uh, to go back and look. Okay. I may have just copied and pasted the wrong thing into it. Gotcha. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> good question Raphael said Michael forgot to ask did you set up all shootout projectors on 720p to give the low budget ones a fighting chance <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure man nah I didn't again this was one of those things where I was just invited to the event it wasn't my event um, this was really all Ryan's doing um, there's another gentleman Jonathan so both of them are part of that home theater or Kansas home theater tour that I did so I featured them on the channel super knowledgeable guys Tony and Nick drove down from or Nick flew down from Wisconsin to calibrate all the projectors. And then Tony drove down about nine hours to be at the event. We even had one guy fly the next day from California just to come check out one of the projectors. So I wanted to, I wanted to ask you guys about something like, oh. you know, being on YouTube, like, Here we go. Have, have you ever noticed like, Oh, well, I try to be, Somewhat I'm humble to do it. about certain things, right? Somewhat humble about things that I know, especially like things I'm confident about, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have to push it in yeah. people's face. Like, look, I'm the best at this. I know how to do this. Like, I'd rather just be like a little bit. <coughs> Gene. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to chill on that sometimes, right? <laughs> um, but sometimes, actually, it was on, on Gene's video. They were talking about, you know, oral, of course. And then somebody mentioned me. And so, you know, it kind of notifies you like, hey, you got mentioned. Joe you know, was tagged in the video. Like, Joe seems like a nice guy. 
but he doesn't seem like he knows very much because his garage is all messy. You know, like wait, wait, yeah, I, I review speakers in there, and I just moved in not that long ago, right? And you know, it takes that's your lab. Wait, wait, who said who said your your it's your lab? Your garage yeah. is messy. Uh, well, he said uh, just like this guy relies too much on DSP. <laughs> Angela's saying, "Who said that?" Um, but yeah, you know what? And the, oh, like like as if I'm inexperienced, right? It's kind of the the thing. It's like you know what? I've been doing this since I was twelve. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. I've been. And 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 some of the guys who I I talked to like Chana, you know, like we just did the DSP thing. Mm-hmm. Like, there are certain times where you just you get crazy. You know what I mean? And people don't know. They don't have to know. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have. To, but I think there's a downside just to that though. Know. Sometimes too is when you're trying to be so humble, like like Aaron, right? I think a lot of people didn't think, you know what, this guy probably doesn't know about home theater. And then he busts out like his home theater's like all legit. You know. Yeah, every so, once in a while, I have to just remind people, like, hey, I, I kind of do know what I'm doing, even though I don't talk about it a lot. Like, you know, it, it ain't Atmos, but happens, it works. Right? Like, where you're trying to be, just be cool about it, and then somebody tries to call you out, and you're like, all right, I'm going to have to flex on you then. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Try not to. But, yeah, sometimes you just got to flex on some people. It's kind of like, you know, I like I like, you know, I don't like fighting, but I like those types of sports, you know, combat sports. And I think it's one of those things where, um, you know, a lot of the guys who know how to fight really well, they're just chill. They'll never say anything. They're just relaxed and like, hey, bro, please, there's a there's an easier fight somewhere else. Yeah. Oh, you know. But if they keep pushing yeah. it, if they keep pushing it, you're going to have to show them what's up. In a well, nice yeah. way. I mean, I, it, I, just... I don't mean it in like a physical way. I mean, <laughs> like sometimes you just got to tell people. I actually do know what I'm talking about. You know, that's all. I think, like you said, every once in a while, you just have to kind of have to to check people. You know, you got to start checking fools. <laughs> or uh, clean your garage. It, it, yeah, I was trying to garage. find Croissant's comment. <laughs> 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 that was great. Croissant, that was that's great. Said. He's like, oh, yeah. every garage. time I clean out the boxes, right, that's I actually weird. have to take the boxes to a separate place because they don't fit, yeah. you know, in the trash. Like, you know, yeah. the, you know how, much, how many boxes you get. You take it somewhere, and then the whole new set of speakers comes in. Like, ah, oh, never ends. Not I complaining, think, but yeah. that's just how it is. I, yeah. I think it's it's funny how people like to take one one little detail and like make a huge deal about it. And that has nothing to do with, you know, your experience with this whole this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just funny. It's just funny. I mean, like I remember so last week's video somebody posted in the Dolby Atmos uh and Dolby Vision users group or whatever on Facebook. <laughs> well, this one guy's like, I didn't even click on the video. <laughs> I'm like, I love how all these people that their first home theater is this new Atmos 5.1.2. And uh, they're like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm like, please, dude, I've been doing this since 1994. No, right. And while. wait, it's 2022. So what is that? 20, 28 years. Yeah. Is that right? Is it my math wrong? 20. This guy doesn't know math. Yeah, you suck at math. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It depends How... on what month you were born in. Yeah. We'll just go with yeah. <laughs> But any anyway, like I'm just like, dude, like I was growing and then even with the hi-fi stuff, like I was the, you know, I don't like the word audiophile, but I was definitely an accidental audiophile because my dad was all into this. I knew what Macintosh, Bang and Olivson and Nakamichi were when I was seven. How about you? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. And then when my parents split up. 
And, you know, my uncle helped me get this little CD boombox player thing. I'm like, man, this sounds like ass. And I go to my dad's house. I'm like, this sounds so good. And I'm like, what is the problem? Then I go to my friend's houses, uh, like in junior high and high school, and we're listening to the same music. I'm like, man, this Sony system sucks. Go back to my dad's house. Man, this is so awesome. What is the thing here? You know, so, um, you know, back in, back in 1994, my dad was like, hey, let's get you a sound system. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like, so we went to all these different places because, yeah, there was no internet, obviously, back then. So it was all mom and pop places. That's where I got my JBL uh, uh, 2408 monitors and uh, a Denon ProLogic 2. There you go, nice. Aaron, receiver. <laughs> nice. and, and then, uh, and uh, you know, that was that was the start. And then, like, I pieced together a 5.1. That was all in my bedroom while I was a sophomore in high school. Um, yeah, been doing this for a long time. And you know what's funny? I had a Pioneer uh, Laserdisc player back then, and I had this new Pioneer LX505 receiver. Man, are they ever going to change the font? Like, it's the same shit from the 90s. Like, it's, it's what is 2021. It? Does it look like a clock? Like, I do. Kind of it's just like <laughs> you, get, this... you told me on the phone, like, what kind of font are we talking about? It's what like this, this font? little liney font. Like, I'll show it in the video. Like, when you hit the info button, I'm just like, what is this, dude? Come on. Can we get a proper font, please? Um, you're making it sound like a clock radio where like the eight is like a yes, line. Yes, exactly, line, exactly. Line, yeah, line, that's that's line. what I'm talking about. That's what yeah? I'm talking. That's like that's how yeah, it is. Like, like it's whole, twenty. Yeah, dude, yeah, I think that's cool. Talking about man, what do you want? Like an OLED <laughs> I mean, display for your for your no, little. No, I just screen. want letters, bro. Letters that look like I'm why from 2021. <laughs> why do we even need a screen on those things? You're not supposed to be looking at them anyway. That's what the remote is for. Tom was no, like, no, look at the black info. levels on this screen here. It's like not even oh, the black okay. levels on okay. their letters are just off. <laughs> but anyway, you know, back to the point. It's it's just funny. It's just funny to um to me that you know people on the internet are just like, oh yeah, you know, yeah, you don't you have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, well, cool. So is there a good balance between letting people know that you kind of know what you're talking about is what, what like how do well, you I mean, know how how how, 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 how many times do i have to say oh yeah i'm a music producer uh, i have original music played on terrestrial radio and in tv shows globally uh mm. i know what i'm talking about when it comes to audio but uh, do i need to say that in every video like no dude like that that, that should I, be your I, that should I, be your 2022 intro did, did like, like yeah do, do i have to have my is this a resume do i have my my resume credentials you know in in the beginning of every video like that's lame you might have to you know how do you do it michael i don't i don't, don't worry about just, yeah michael's just like, hey this is youth man yeah i don't want y'all don't want no problems i just don't have i don't feel the need that i've got to prove myself to anybody you know, okay. I'm going to make content the best that I can. Um, <laughs> Terrestrial and, radio. Yeah. And if you don't like it, just move on. You know, yeah. I'm still going to be nice to him. I'm not going to be a jerk. Um, I see. So mm. if they're so a jerk, the answer, I just, just don't them. care so much about it. Well, so, no, no. Cause the, the reality, and, and I say this kind of lightheartedly, but kind of seriously, you know, I'm not concerned what somebody that lives in their mama's basement behind a keyboard thinks that's I'll never meet in person. And yeah. like I said, it's kind of a. That's what Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm, I'm, the guy I'm on the said. plane. The guy on the plane probably. He's he's the yeah. one who's messaging you that one. Time. <laughs> yeah, he probably. <laughs> no, dude. Sorry, like, hey, what's up, man? No, well, no, he just bought Kristen's um, subwoofer from me. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was funny. So here's a funny story, real quick. So I get an email on Saturday. Uh, I'm sorry, on Friday we were doing the. No, it was Saturday. Anyway, I don't care. I got my days mixed up. Saturday we're doing the shootout. We split for lunch. 
and I check my emails and a guy messages me. He's like, Michael, I just saw your post. You're in Kansas city. I'm like 10 minutes from you. Love to meet you, man. He said, I've watched every one of your videos. He said, I've, uh, I've watched your videos more than you have made videos kind of thing. Cause he's watched some of them more than once. And uh, so it was funny, but I don't know why, but I'm like, you know, I'm a Texas dude. And I didn't invite him over to the event cause it's not my event, but we were heading to lunch. I'm like, Hey, we're going over to the Chinese restaurant. If you're 10 minutes away and you want to join us, come hang out. He came out, came hung out. Super cool dude. Super cool dude. He's building a home. And he had told me that in email or renovating a home. He's got a 6,000 square foot house. Damn. Damn. He, he told us he paid like, yeah, like next to nothing for this thing. So definitely wasn't in this, you know, $3 million that you'd pay in, in California. Probably huge, massive homes. Got a big theater that he's building. I think it's, going to be what do you say 23 feet by like 30 feet i mean it's a big old theater room and three rows of seating you know he was super nice guy and um so he shows up we talk i introduce him to the guys i'm like look you need to just get to know these guys they're incredible they'll help you out and he's just like a sponge man he's taking notes and stuff so we go out in the parking lot and one of the guys that i was with he's like hey are you coming back to the to the shootout and he's like i don't know i mean i could he said, i'd love that dude they're like yeah come on I'm like i don't know man this ain't my house and they're like nah come on <laughs> so he comes back to the house he does the shootout with us is there till like literally about midnight the next day um i was sharing with the homeowner i'm like hey ryan you ain't gonna believe this there was a dude that showed up and this happened and he's like oh that was actually pretty cool he's like he's welcome to come over today if he wants to just come and hang out yeah. so i texted him he had some plans so he said, um, he said, well, tell him tonight, I've got this guy flying in from California that wants to look at this new NZ nine. And, um, he's like, he's welcome to come over if he wants to hang out in, in the theater. And so we sat for hours, man, it was just a cool thing. Like I said, it, to me, it's all about the friendships and the relationships and, um, you know, the knowledge that we learn. And, and one thing I want to say about that is, is try to surround yourself with people that know more than you do. Um, and that's in anything, you know, like China, if you're into NFTs and stuff, find people that are in that and learn from them, man. If you want to learn about measurements, find people like Aaron that can really just kind of help you understand what those measurements mean. And, and so this guy, Jeff, what do I like, do? All right. So Joe, he <laughs> <laughs> clearly nothing. Right, about, no, about, <laughs> I'll, I'll even, I'll even go a totally different way, man. You want to build a business? All right. Hook up with Joe, uh, man. Joe's been uh, successful at many businesses, you know? And so if you want to know how to deal with people and like be an awesome person, that's, that's Michael's area. That's right. That's right, man. So got to love him, man. Reginald, him. Reggie says you need, you need to submit your legitimate resume so we can know if you're really legit or not. That's funny. No, it was so cool though, but, but we had the greatest time, but surround yourself with people that know more than you do. And, um, man, if, if all of us could have that type of community that they've got established in Kansas city, now this took them like 10 years to develop this. And mostly it came from like the AVS forum and they do get togethers and stuff, but man, I'm trying to establish that here in Florida. I'd love to have some people that we can learn from each other, go check out their system, do some, they call home theater crawls or home theater hangouts, whatever you want to call that. So, but anyway, so it was just fun, dude. So, but he was taking notes on his phone. Like people would mention something and he's like, mad VR, what's that? So he'd be, He's going to go home and research it and just learn more about it. So 
Super cool, man. That's awesome, man. Bringing people together, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah. Yep. Person says, "Youth, man, you be learning." Business rule: never be the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's easy for me, brother. Um, it means you're in the wrong room. That's right. Ah, that's right. Yeah, we have a good. We have an awesome group. Yeah, for sure. You know, just even these guys, but all you guys out yeah. there who are watching, you know, yeah. it's all it's community, all family. Man. It's all yeah. about community. Yep. And you guys in the in the after show, you guys, mm-hmm. you guys are awesome. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Eh. 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 Except for you know, Aaron after clearly show. doesn't think so. Except for some, Aaron of guys. <laughs> some after those show guys are, info here. If you are, awesome. are interested in joining the after show, patreon.com forward slash daily hi-fi. And oh man, like dude, sometimes we stay I stay in there a long time. I'm not I'm gonna try not to this time because last I can't time I swear you sure. um yeah. about like four or five hours. So you get what yeah. you pay for. Yeah. If you want to, you know, some some extra info, some, mm-hmm. you know, exclusives, you know. Because you know these guys work. are going to talk about this uh, uh, shootout before Mike's video drops. I'm sure we'll get something else. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. It'll be, it'll um, be fun. Joe, it'll do you want to talk be. about what uh, what we did or what you did the other day? Yeah, go for yeah. it. Let's so, do it. So, Joe's been asking for, you know, for a while for, uh, you know, so he, he can remotely... Um, you know, DSP or basically it's a room calibration, right? Yeah. Um, with the new, um, what is it? Multi EQX, multi yeah, QX, EQX. Uh, for the Denon or whatever Marantz. And, um, man, I gotta say it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Four hours. It took him four hours. And, and we also, he took a little break. He, he took a break to eat. And I took a break to go to the market. I went to the market, went and walked the dogs, came back. He's like, all right, I'm done. So he was still working on my computer. And I, I got to say, like, technology is fantastic. Like, Joe just, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, team viewered into my laptop, right? And then I was there doing the measurements and stuff like that. And then once all that was done, he just went in and did the little calculations, popped it into the AVR, and then went, you know, I called him again. And I was like, yo, he's like, hey, I'm done. I'm like, okay, cool. What do we need to do? He's like, let's take one more measurement. And like, he even got, you know, derived the house curve. And then, you know, saw, dude, my subs, my subs. He's, he's been telling you that forever. They though. sound like subwoofers now, don't yeah. they? They go down to 15, man. No. They go down yeah, to 15. man. No more, no more 50 hertz peak and then falling off like a cliff, right? Oh, yeah. That, that too. That thing smoothed yeah. out. Nice little hump. Yeah, my hump, my hump, right? My nice, nice little lady. hump. Um, and <laughs> are you going to start singing the uh, wrong computer, Crow song? That's on a national anthem. Computer. <laughs> That's funny. Um, it was fun, man. I had a good time. Thank you for letting me do it. Hey, no problem, man. Because honestly, it's it's a weird thing where you know I'm spending four hours. Like you can ask Crow, and I'm I'm asking people, hey, I want to try this. I want to get some feedback from certain yeah. folks, right, to make sure that what I'm doing. I think it's awesome. I think it sounds yeah. great. You know? Well, why are you giving me the runaround? Like, every time I ask you to tune my system, you're like, dude, I don't mess with 5.2. Yeah, yeah, it, right. it doesn't work on Dolby Pro Logic. <laughs> Apparently. Well, well, it's the... um, the It app. doesn't even have Odyssey. The app Mine's is, just the Iliad oh, right now. It's before the, the Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually missed the pad. I hit the little plastic in between. That. That's all right. Um, it I, I guess it. It, it only works with um, Denon and Morantz that has the uh, that can use that multi X multi multi QX. Anything that works with the app, 
if it works with the app, then you can use this multi QX. Um, but yeah, it, I have a good time and I think it's awesome. I just think it's great that you can get such good sound. So maybe that guy was kind of right. I am all about DSP. When I see speakers like these Polks that don't measure extremely well, but I see good directivity in this, I'm like, I think somebody could potential. make, yeah, they can make that into a good little system that sounds really, really good. You're not going to be playing it super loud and you're going to need a sub. You're going to need all these things, but we're, you know, we're a lot further along than we used to be where you'd like, you kind of feel like you have to just buy the most expensive speakers and like, you know, how expensive, expensive they actually get. Um, so that's why I'm excited about this. It's like we're using the technology to actually improve our systems, you know, as much as a lot of these purists don't want to admit that. Come on, man. It's a computer. Like how how can a guy who's making a speaker with like some, you know, some passive components, right? Capacitor and he's putting in a resistor. How are you going to beat a computer? Like I'm measuring it. I'm, I'm using computing power. Oh, man. Measurements don't matter. Yeah, I guess they don't. <laughs> it was it was actually uh, crazy to see how many adjustments you can make and how you can actually manipulate it so that uh, he even like worked out some of the highs, you know, EQ'd up the highs in the um, what do you call it in the uh, what yours in the tricky. main speakers. Yours yeah. are yours are tricky because you have some Martin Logan. Oh, I got um, Martin. So so I've right never now, seen I've never seen an in room response that falls like that. That's that's crazy too, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Like it was so, like he, he um, has some um, what are those uh, electrostats? Yeah. You need to show that show that graph if you have it just so people know know what you're talking. If if China yeah. doesn't mind you showing. Uh, yeah. Oh, we showed it before, man. No, no, no. It's a different one. Um because oh, like, are we talking about the graph? My old thing Michael's talking about the graph. Nah, I was talking about that big drop off on the subs. Oh, that that's, oh, I thought that's and I'm talking about on the hot on the on the highs. Joe Joe posted the other day and I was oh, like okay. It was somewhere around like 5k or so, and it just mm -hmm. it went just. It was like down. almost was, a shelf EQ just going yeah, down. Like, interesting. I looked wow. at the I looked but, at the scale. I was like, yeah. maybe that's just zoomed in like nope. one dB increment yeah, or something. Yeah. I was like, holy crap! Yeah. Uh, so let me see. I have here. <laughs> Cross on. No manner of EQ will bring down your high, my man. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, it's interesting because you have your other speakers are not electrostats, right? Yeah. So right now so, I'm in a hodgepodge uh, in betweeny state because i've been waiting for these focals and these towers are just not being made they're not being made or there's a, we have no idea about when it's going to show up so i'm almost now that i heard the towers with the subs the way they are like integrated oh man yeah screw the towers i don't i don't need no stinking towers right so i'm gonna get the uh, focal bookshelf speakers the aria bookshelf aria center aria surround so i'm waiting for that 5.0 and then I'll have a fully, you know, with the other five focals, uh, a fully like timbre matched setup. So I can't wait for that because that's going to sound um, nice and cohesive bubble kind of thing. Um, so, so yeah, so electrostatic Martin Logan's in the front, uh, Polk Audio center channel, Polk Audio surrounds, and then the focal high channels. So it's just a, it's a big, big old mess. It's a mess, right? So, um, well, yeah, it must wait. be good if I can get Chana to spend less money. That never <laughs> happens. Chana yeah. never spends less yeah, money. Right? So you know there's something happening there. Um, so here, here's those... Uh, you should pay Joe the difference. There you oh, go, there Chris. You go. On. Cheers. So don't look at this part. This is just a... I gotta get some whiskey the, in here. Uh, electrostat part up here, right? Over here, this is where the woofer takes over mm -hmm. in this area, but we weren't measuring that. 
We're just measuring this part. But like, look at the slope downward. Like, wow. Interesting. Yeah. And this is near. So you'd expect near field. Do you expect this to kind of be straight? Yeah. Like yeah. This, right. And um, 5 dB increments here. And just like, shh. but here's what's also interesting is here's at the listening position. Where is it? Uh, front listening position 14 feet away right mm -hmm. typically what you expect is even a harsher treble drop off right mm -hmm. that's pretty uh, consistent. Aaron, confirm mm -hmm. right uh yeah. you expect uh from air attenuation the treble drops off but these because they're so tall they're almost acting like those jbls michael uh those line arrays the line arrays yeah, yeah. they're not really dropping yeah. off as yeah. much yeah you know, so that's what's kind of interesting how these yeah. both kind of look. But anyway, um, these are the front left and right speakers. His his other speakers totally different. What do you have? Uh, what is it? Center, the Polk Reserve. Polk Reserve. Three fifty so or whatever. Look at that. Like, you totally see, like, they're totally different, right? But at the end, the whole point is to kind of get them to sound more similar than different. Similar, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and um, then how, and then I I did some uh, binaural yeah. recordings. So ah. the cool part, cool part is, uh, Denon um, has now two presets, right? So the first preset is Odyssey. Preset two is Joe's Magic Bean settings, as I like magic to call beans, them, because they're hey. Magic Beans, right? right. Um, and then Did let you me sell find... those to Dwight. Yes, it's Dwight. Sold it to Dwight. Um, where are my picture, Dwight? Because you're the bestest, Mitch. Yep. All right. So here is. So the one thing that you can notice with these uh, screenshots, um, where are you? Facebook, here it is. Boom. All right, so this is um, A Quiet Place. This is that very first scene. Um, wait, A Quiet Place? No, no, this is Midway. Derp. So this is uh, Midway. Um, and you can see this is the, uh, what is it called? This is the Odyssey. And then this is the Joe's, Joe's Magic Beans. Magic Beans. Yeah. Right. Negative um, 14 dB on the volume. And you can just see how much louder it is, right? It's uh, that's the secret right there. You just make it louder. That's yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. Up like volume, baby. Louder. So, so then here is uh, three hundred. This is the intro scene to three hundred? Just, just to like crack in the beginning, like the very, very, very big beginning in that like um, the four K disc. Awesome, awesome Atmos scene. Um, and you can see just louder, right? And you're like, okay, cool. Well, that's not really a big deal until we get to uh, what is this one? I have stereo music, same thing, right? Where's the last one? God damn it. Where did well, it go? Oh, here it, is. here it is. Here it is. Yeah, there you go. All right. So now, uh, Joe is like, okay, why don't you level match them? So here are two of them that are level matched. Um, and here is the right channel for Joe's and here's the right channel for, um, Odyssey. And you can see right here, look at the dynamics on here. Look, look how tight this is. Look how sloppy Odyssey is. With the music right here, right? Look at all these. You can see all the transients. You know, when the bass, this is all just drum kicks. When the bass kicks in, you know, it's nice. Like here, it's just, it's a mess. Yeah, it's all, looks yeah. compressed almost. So how about this? Forget all these graphs, right? Just tell us, how did what sound? Do you think about it? Like, did it, how does it sound in comparison to, let's just say, you've had Odyssey for a long time. You've had yep. Anthem Arc. Well, I, 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 Odyssey, I always have to go Odyssey. I always have to go turn up the bass and then I have to mm -hmm. turn up the center channel like 3 dB. Um, and uh, I didn't have to do any of those things. And the bait, the way the bass was like playing with the um, 
you know, um, but the subs were playing with the mains. Man, it was great. And that's when I was just like, and we're cutting it off at 80. And I'm like, oh, I don't need towers at all. Now I got the, the subs are like dialed in. And it sounds, and it's not like overbearing. It's not too much. It's like just right. And in those moments when it, you know, needs to kick ass, it kicks it ass. You know, like it's one of those things. I was just like, holy crap. And, <laughs> you know, when um when you go from preset to preset, there's like a little, no you know, a little time for it to like load it up. Um, so hopefully, you know, in the in the video, I can just go boom, boom, boom. So you can you can hear, yeah, like cut out that space, right, right. And it's just it is the difference is huge. The difference is huge. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this sounds so much better. Why don't they just do this? And it's because, you know, when you buy a TV and you bring it home and you're like, oh, this picture profile is cool, okay. Mm. And then you get on the phone and you're like, hey, uh, can somebody come and calibrate my TV? And then all of a sudden they get it to, you know, white balance is perfect. You know, so you're just using graphs, right? Yeah. Just like Joe's EQing it to get that house curve perfect. We're trying to, you know, uh, line up the uh, white balance on the TV. So mm -hmm. it's almost like he came in and just, you know, was like a, you know, aftermarket professional TV calibrator, but for audio. Well, and, and he did it remotely. That was how, the cool how you're part. saying like measurements don't matter, right? The final measurement when you took the after, I'm like, that's gonna sound awesome. You don't have to tell me. Like I just I see it. Joe's like, like, this is gonna weird. sound awesome. He's that's like, gonna sound awesome. Do all kinds of stuff. Listen to music, watch movies. Man, I went through all kinds of stuff. Um, music, movies, and I was just <laughs> like, oh man. And you know, when when the bass like actually comes in now, it's awesome. It's it's blended very well, and I gotta say, man, I was not a believer. You were now, not. A believer. I was like, eh. Well, yeah, I know you're just like, oh, I'll and then, we'll and then on Friday, whatever. Yeah, yeah, let's just do yeah. it then. And then, like, when when I was watching you do it, I was just like, oh, this makes a whole lot of sense. Oh, this is what like, oh, and then the computer does the calculation. Well, okay, cool. What's crazy so, though is like a lot of people have a Denon Marantz and they're running auto calibration. And so if you go back and forth, right? You that's it. All you're doing is going from auto mm -hmm. to a manual calibration. And I mean, just looking at the graphs, I could tell but, that. But I mean, it it's so much more. It's so much more than just sitting there with a DB meter and just level matching. Mm -hmm. Right? It's it's way more than that. You're actually correcting <laughs> problems yeah. with like the speaker or and or the room um so it's one of those things where i was just like yeah this is pretty awesome and i couldn't i was so every time my wife has to go to work i'm like yes <laughs> yeah, I'm just, up, yeah let's go mm, let's and you know the, the funny part is she's always the one that say hey the bass is too much it's too much bass so oh, yeah. joe was like don't tell her you did anything let's see what she says it's been what what is it monday it's been three days jan noticed he hasn't anything. said anything but she hasn't said anything. Yeah. So awesome. And, and well, you know why the base is more even now. Exactly. When it's, you know, when you have that is. spike at like 50, that's like a huge spike. Yeah. Several it, it gets activated certain times. You're like, whoa, whoa, it's too loud. Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it doesn't seem too loud. Mm -hmm. So when you even that out, you know, you don't mind the base so much because it doesn't surprise you. It's kind of like, yeah, the, the base should stand out. Right. Yeah. The yeah. base should just supplement like everything yes. else in, in the music. You know, and when you have there, one note, Yep. Right. Be there. Right. Like a lot of people. Well, that's like a lot of the bookshelf speakers or the budget speakers. They have they're tuned to where they have like a, a high Q bump right around like 100 hertz or so. Mm -hmm. So it gives you strong, punchy bass. But that's it. 
you know? So when you have that with subwoofers where it's like right around 50 Hertz or 40 Hertz and it hits that strong note, you're like, oh, this is awesome. But then you're like, okay, well, I got 50 Hertz, but where's 40 Hertz, you know, or, or where's 80 Hertz and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, That's why EQ is very important for subwoofers for sure. Oh yeah. That's the thing that I was excited to do is to get those rels to play notes that they didn't really want to play. You know what I mean? You got dual 15s. I'm like, this, you're Kate. You, you got all the yeah, capability here. Let's just like, make them do a little bit of work. Come on. Why Why are they only rated at 24 hertz? I'm like, I don't know. Come on. You know, um, put some work. Yeah. So, um, so Joe, Joe did all the work. And, and then, and then it, and then it's just like, well, why isn't Odyssey doing this already? Why is it not? And, and I get it because, you know, I was measuring each speaker, you know, independently and then you know that well, that's i mean yes like it picks up from the main listening position and measures it right but i don't know maybe the the you know software inside or the processor inside of these uh you know receivers just aren't the greatest i, I think the pro the process is wrong to be honest i think oh. the the way that they measure is you know whatever but you know it's funny i i actually became a uh i Gosh, finished the whole uh floyd tools book and i'm like oh man now I'm, what am i gonna read now you know yeah, where's the chat where's the uh volume what am I gonna do? so i ended up book. uh joining uh what is that aes audio engineering society because they have a mm -hmm. bunch of white papers there so i can nerd out <laughs> and um i found one about room correction from sean olive and they're comparing various room corrections. I think there was like six of them. Oh, right? I remember seeing that. Yeah, I remember yeah. seeing that. Oh, that man, that's pretty old, isn't it? It's an old one. It seemed old... like I read it in 2010. Yeah. So it, I think that's around when it came out, 2009. But it's funny because they were comparing uh, two JBL ones, or, you know, Harman ones, Harman um, uh, DSPs, and then no EQ, right? No EQ, like no, nothing at all. And then I think three others. One was Lingdorf, uh, Odyssey, and Anthemark, right? And 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 they go through this whole procedure and basically showing that most of the time the two <laughs> they, they don't name who's who's right? uh, which one's which, but they say these two are the ones that perform the best. And then the next after that was no EQ. So that's three. All right, and then the I forgot, but just basically like you can kind of fact figure out like the one the other ones did worse than no EQ. That's the whole point, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to know which one's which, but you can kind of guess. But it's kind of interesting, you know. You pay for this auto EQ, and sometimes it makes it worse. Sometimes it can. Yep. Wow, and that's uh, why I think at the end of the day you've got to, you got to use your ears and mm -hmm. make sure, or you have to go back and check what it did sometimes you have to change settings you know with the projector shootout we found sometimes you can literally change one setting and it completely changes like your experience same thing with subwoofers whether that's changing the phase you know there's different things that you can do so yeah well it's very interesting all this stuff dsp is kind of right up my alley because it's computer yeah. related and that's audio awesome. related yeah and anytime i can tie it do together, those baby. two things i'm i'm happy yeah. um Jonathan says, can you do that with my Trenov? I actually haven't messed with Trenov, but I don't know that you, I don't know. I, I, know you have them rants. I know you have them rants. I kind of feel like I want to almost 
Challenge head to head. You. He's got a dent in it. He's got the same you. one I have. Do yeah. print of auto. Right. Oh. And then let Joe come in. <laughs> Jonathan, I know you do. because I That's a shootout right there. But I'm kind of curious. You know, pay the 200 bucks for the app. Let me calibrate it. Just for the just for a shootout, just to see which one wins. Maybe I'll, I don't I don't know how many speakers you want you have. I don't want to do like fifteen speakers. But so I is that, that something that you can measure, Joe? What, what do you mean? Like to do the shootout? Is that something you can objectively measure, or you just want um, him to say, "Tell me what it, you think"? In a way, in a way, yeah. In a way, Carl, so Carl says. Go ahead. Just curious. Uh, the point of trend up is to not have to do that. Um, I don't know what I that like that's what they yes. say. Yeah, but but then there's yeah. the price disparity. That's that's the thing, right? It's a it's a surprise price disparity. What, what was the Denon was like twenty five hundred bucks. Turn off what? I'm over I'm confident in my thousand so fifteen thousand. Yeah. I'm confident in my method and going back looking at some of those old uh, AES papers. It seems like a lot of times they're telling you what you, what's not good, what you don't do, what's wrong. But they don't tell you what to do. That's a right? great thought, Rafael. It's, and, and it's interesting, and it makes me wonder if, like, maybe that's proprietary information because maybe they came came up with this research while working at JBL, and they're using the technology, and so they can't say exactly what it's doing. They can just tell you what the other ones are doing wrong. And I agree with them. I think the other ones are doing some stuff wrong. So Somebody asked am I a network engineer? Well, I had an IT business for for 10 years a while ago, a long time Joe, ago. You, Joe, you don't know nothing. I don't know nothing. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Dropping those subtle newbie. Those subtle yeah. plugs, man. Yeah. Subtle well, flex. I'm, dude, I'm you interested. don't even know how to box. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to do that, Joe. I know more about computers than I know how to box, though. But uh, that's uh, there's a lot of customiz- com- customization you can do with Trenoff. Yeah, well, I know it has that fancy mic. I don't know that I need that mic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm curious because the only way to 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 know is to try, and I'm up for the challenge. If you want to put up your uh, Trinov versus Morantz with my settings, uh, let's see what happens. You know, if if Trinov wins, then well, it should. Right? Well, it should. They already it started at a disadvantage because they're so much more expensive. You know what I mean? Like, kind of like I know that sounds counterintuitive, but they they better do better, right? Right, sure. correct for that much more money. But personally speaking, I would much rather have a mini DSP that I can do stuff with myself, and mm-hmm. then have Dirac to to help me take care of the room once I dial in the speaker the way I want it to be dialed in. You yeah. know what I mean? So that yeah. that's how I would prefer to go about it. Well, well, that's what this Odyssey thing is. It's kind of turns your AVR into a mini DSP now. Yeah, <laughs> it just yeah. Type in your PEQ settings, right? Yeah, just, that was cool. Just that do everything cool. manually, um, and I think a lot of folks don't understand that it's not. It has nothing to do with doing the auto calibration better. It's all yeah. about you doing your own measurements and then entering in your info into that. Uh, well, that's so funny software. too because, like you say that, and I realize when you say that, I'm I'm sitting here like, yeah, this is this is basic stuff, but I'm like most audio home audio and home theater audio people don't know that. But car audio, we've been doing this for 10 or 15 years. So it's like, yeah, I need a Q of one here. Or yeah, I need a Q of 15 to knock down this resonance. You know, like this mm-hmm. is basic stuff, but it's not in, it's it's starting to get more popular, I guess. I, I don't know. I just hope that it really, I hope people take the time to understand how to 
properly use the measurements to help them, like kind of like what you're doing, because you can do some really cool stuff with with good measurements and proper equalization. Well, I think but, it's this is a great time right now to be into this because with guys like you who are do, providing these measurements, now I can look at this Polk speaker and say, all right, this is EQable, but not here. This yeah, area right. here, don't try to EQ that. So, right. you know, you have all this information that wasn't here 10 years ago. You didn't have that information. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right? you, you had certainly didn't have it to the level that you do now with all it's the not different fed to you on a platter. Like, here you go. Right. Yeah. And super easy to access. You just pull it up. Like you can just Google and find it. And a lot of manufacturers are getting better about providing basic information too, you know? So then you just look at it and be like, yeah, I could, it may not be flat, you know, on axis anechoic, but I can EQ it to my heart's content. Perfect. That's neat. That's a good speaker to get, you know? Yeah. So yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it more in the after show. Um, what are you guys saying in the chat here? Well, we don't see Joe till Tuesday. It's true. I stay in the I after show. I thought that show. one was really funny. Um, uh, Reggie says we don't know what we're talking about. Is this, <laughs> is this the time, uh, Michael, where I use that? Just calm. Just like... It's all good, Reggie. Love you too, brother. Woosa. Woosa. Reggie. Reggie says that, but then he says real subwoofers are tuned to be flat to 22 or 24 hertz. I'm like, real subwoofers go down to zero hertz, buddy. That's a subwoofer. <laughs> 22 hertz. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, does, it can't be a sub if it's not hitting zero. Yeah, exactly nah. right. Dude, I want it to be hitting negatives. If I'm it's okay, not I'm making okay you with, poop, it's yeah, not a I'm okay sub. with five. It's all good. I want it to hit five. negative five. Then I'm happy. Yeah. Five. I want it to send me into the third dimension. Man, there's a lot of comments that I missed here. Go ahead. You guys take over. Yeah, I'm going to catch, catch up, up. Here. Like, Somebody said that you didn't know what you were talking about, Joe. I can't remember who. There were several. <laughs> I love it when they just troll us. Oh, it's fun. Yeah. That, uh, Laz, um, why do you want, want to get rid of the Martin Logans? Um, because of my room, right? They're like bipolar, and it's so hard keeping up with their personalities. Like, it's just very... Uh, just kidding. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> anyway, uh, bottom line is, like, one of them's, like, right in front of, like, this window. So, like, there's sound bouncing off of that. And then it's just not ideal, right? You should have those, like closer out into the room like closer to your uh, listening out in that room and the focals are great because they got a front board firing port so then you don't have all that um, issues i can put it up against the wall um so that's why i'm making the move over to focal also so i, I had the klipsch rf73s i had that like compression horn driver thing then i you know so so i had that and then i went to the martin logans i was like oh that was nice oh sorry dipolar dipolar um, and then when I went to the focals, I was just like, Ooh, I like this a little bit better. So, you know, half of it's just experimenting with like speakers that have different materials, you know, mm -hmm. for that, you know, higher end, high end. So, um, I just like the focals a little bit more. Hey, that's, that kind of makes me think of, uh, somebody had asked in one of my comments today in a video and said, um, like what speaker would you get? Or what? Cause I mentioned in my home theater tour that I would. <laughs> You know, at some point, I'd like to maybe change some things around, but I didn't know if I ever actually would. And they said, "Well, what would you change to?" And the, the easy answer for me is, I have, I have no idea because there's so many things that I would like to try. You know what I mean? Like 
from this con or this brand to this brand, from, you know, a dipole to an omnipole to an open baffle, which I guess is dipole, but, you know, just all sorts of, all sorts of stuff in between. So I'm, I'm just curious, like, is there any stuff that you guys have been thinking about or is everybody pretty happy with what they've got? I guess mm. Chana's out. I'm assuming Michael is probably very happy with his setup and no plans to change. Mm-hmm. No, but he needs he needs to have Joe's magic bean settings. Hey, that's like, what he hey, said. He's like, I don't need to do this. Yeah, yeah. You'll probably it'll. I bet you anything. Like and those here's the JTRs thing, so, will wake up and all of a sudden break your house. Well, honestly, like, here's the thing. I'm not. I'm learning how to calibrate subwoofers, but calibrating speakers and manually doing that. Yeah. So to answer Croson's question, no, I'm legitimately not the smartest dude in the room. I appreciate it, but I don't. I definitely am not. Oh, um, man, everybody can always learn from somebody. Yeah, yeah man. and that's that's Every, the fun part of this, man. That's the fun part. I work with like freaking brilliant people. I, I'm humbled every day. I was yeah. already a humble person. I guess it doesn't make me humble to say that, but I work with brilliant people. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Michael, I'll do, I'll do your system. Cool, man. I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to bounce here, guys. Yeah. All right. Right trying on. to, I was trying to hang on to the after party, but I know you okay. guys are. Oh, it's yeah. We're just, we should. Yeah, let's uh, let's save it for the after show. Boom, it's already, it's already time. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna, I'll, I'll drop in just for a few minutes if anybody's any questions or you whatever know, about. You're not gonna go watch the Alabama game. The shootout. Well, I'm gonna love on my family. I hadn't seen him in four days, so. Yeah. Oh yes, ah. yes. Yeah, do your thing. Yeah. yeah. So on behalf of uh, all of us here at uh, Daily Hi-Fi, thank you so much for watching. If you want to get into the after show, go to patreon.com slash daily hi-fi and become a patron and you'll get access <laughs> to the video chat after show. Um, and yeah, we will see you there. For those of you that are not patrons, we will see you next week. Uh, bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.